0: with urine okay i mean we're just like hey it's so good for you um why yeah so okay so
1: i'll come to the most uh you know why is it not waste why did where did that story even come from yeah sure so i do think that probably what happened was that it it was that it it because it was understood as a medicine through history and I, and I can tell you all the different cultures that- Tell me, tell arises. me the cultures. Like- sure, like uh, Egyptian and ancient Judaism. So then you you see it in ancient texts and then you see it and like with Judaism, then you see it during the bubonic plague in Europe that they used it as one of the things that helped them survive that. They were actually accused of creating the bubonic plague because they, they were largely untouched by it. Um, urine was not the only thing though. The sanitation laws may have been the most critical part because they were using the books of like Leviticus to help navigate that To Uh, but then you look at, uh, Greece, Rome. But like, so with the Jews, you're talking the old Testament. Like what, where's that? Sure. So there are verses that are interesting, like Proverbs five, drink water from thine own well, draw water from thine own cistern. So that sounds like it could be urine therapy. I can tell you that the verse is definitely about adultery. Mm -hmm. So it, so, but the question is, does it have a double meaning and is the primary meaning uh, on, on urine therapy? And this is also Proverbs actually does have a lot of references to Egyptian um, texts as well, even though it's not plagiarizing. It's just, it's within a worldview and a culture, much like what you see with, with Jesus. You can see that he's interfacing with uh, different cultures, and, and Paul is bringing up uh, things that were believed by the people and, and different things like this. So, you, you, you see a lot because it's huge in e- Egyptian culture. And, and so you see it come through all these different uh, texts, but I mean, even one of the fascinating things is you go to Genesis two and it says, God breathed into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life and man became, man, man became a living soul. Mm-hmm. Then now you go to the womb and you think, okay, well, what happens? And the baby actually urinates and starts, you know, prolific, like urinating more around the eight to 10 week mark at the 10 week mark, right around there somewhere, the urine will go through the nostrils and through the mouth and it will actually go through and and form the lungs. Will, what, what you'll find is if you look up any studies, it will tell you that the lungs are largely formed by the amniotic fluid. And then you look into what is amniotic fluid, and you realize the amniotic fluid is actually urine. And then when you look at what happened with the Wake Forest study last year from the Wake Forest University of Regenerative Medicine, they found 100 million stem cells in a 24 hour urine sample from a single adult male. And they kept replicating this over and over with every person in the study. And this was actually when they would let leave it sit, and which is what's happening in the womb as well. The baby is actually in fresh and aged urine. And when they let the urine sit, it went from originally t- 24 hours, they found 140 clonal stem cells. They let it sit for three weeks. It proliferated at a rate of 1 times 10 to the power of eight, which is 100 million, 100 million stem cells in three weeks. And what they found with these stem cells is that these stem cells would not form cancer. They would not form tumors, teratomas, which are false you know, creations of mixed, mixed cells and things that aren't functional. And, and instead, what, what has now been found as well is that urine derived stem cells have regulatory mechanisms where they solve issues when it comes to dysregulation in the body. Mm-hmm. And they can actually, what, what you'll find is if you research stem cells, you'll find that stem cells, like a mesenchymal stem cell, which, which a urine-derived stem cell is basically a mesenchymal stem cell. Mm-hmm. What they can do is they gravitate towards cancerous tumors. Okay. And they'll instruct a cancerous tumor, a cancerous stem cell, to differentiate back into a normal healthy cell.
0: Mm. So That's
1: crazy. Yeah. So there's more to say on that, but I just want to quickly come back before you go there to that biology of the mirror image between... God breathing into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life, man becoming a living soul. And then only us, like basically in 2008, a researcher then finding, oh, wow, there's stem cells in urine. Now it makes sense. It took until 2008 to realize that? Yes, exactly. And that's why everything now needs to be reassessed of what's happening in the womb now that you know that urine is filled with stem cells. And you have
0: a- But did they know that babies, because my wife actually told me that one time. She was like, did you know like babies drink their own urine? Yeah. You know, I was like, really? That's weird. And exactly. then I met you and I was like, "Up, oh, this is coming up again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And
1: so, yeah, but it wasn't known and stem cells weren't even known about uh, but up until around then. It's
0: it's a very. Yeah, stem cells are new. I remember like when Kobe Bryant like went and got him done like yeah. around then and it was like, what is he doing? He's getting baby stem cells in his knee. Like what is going on here? Exactly. It was weird. And, and
1: that was always still urine derivative. So when they were getting it from amniotic fluid and we'll put like, if, if people got it from an unborn baby, like a fetus, like you and I, others would say, no, this is not the right way to do it. Yeah. It's unethical. This, yep. We're for life, not, not against life. And, and, um, but the amazing thing about the actual reality is when uh, this amniotic fluid that's in, in the mother's womb is actually the baby's urine. And so, and this is why it's now getting used for stem cell injections into knees and it's aged, cultured urine. And this is this is where you're getting all those stem cells. And so, yeah, but but closing the loop on that, like there are these these religious references and it comes through all these different cultures and it does make sense now what's happening in the womb. It's all to do with this this amazing tapestry of life and how life is created. And you've got stem cells that are going in and forming organs. And it makes sense because you have you have a genetic blueprint, which is formed by the semen and the eggs combining. And so now you have these same regenerative organs, the penis and the vagina that through which the urine is coming as, as, and the semen is coming from, from the penis as well. And so now what, what is happening? You're seeing, uh, like a source and a channel source. Uh, so the original materials, the semen, that's the original genetic blueprint and the combination with the, the fertilization with the egg of the woman Now, the urine is actually the supporter of life. It's the channel. And the urine, like, for example, if you just saw a visual image right now of a a heart outside of a body being created on a scaffold, you'll start to realize the power of stem cells. When a stem cell attaches to something that instructs it of what it should be, it will just differentiate. It will be a a cell that doesn't have any identity, doesn't know what it is, doesn't have any disposition, just needs needs the trigger of what it needs to be. When it attaches to that blueprint, it then becomes that heart cell or anything else. So what's happening in the womb, the urine of the baby is actually a, you know, being recycled. It's, it's it's being drank by the baby and now it's coming out, it's recycling and then it's attaching, it's going transdermal through the skin, it's going in the body and it's attaching to the genetic blueprint and it's helping in the formation of the baby. So it's so much part of the fabric of life that it's a travesty that this now got regardless of waste product.
0: Mm. So obviously we know that it's used um by babies and yeah. like it's crucial to their development. Yeah. Um you know and as you look at it just in like the the context of you know everything else it's like yeah okay I I can kind of see what you're saying there. Um at what point then like did we stop you know realizing that oh this actually might be a good thing? Cuz you were telling me something about a study Um, the U S did a while ago where they were like, Hey, like, this is a good alternative. Mm -hmm. What, what happened with that? Yeah. Like a good alternative to, to what particular, well, you were saying something like uh, a study was published about how urine could help with cancer and everything like 70, 80 years ago. Yeah, And then it just kind of
1: like fell away. Oh yeah, exactly. And those are so important to look at, man, this is just like the tragic history of, how every treatment that went against the 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 big the pharma, big pharma yeah. system it was all to do with Carnegie and Rockefeller by the way the Flexner report in 1910 that that was like this by the way
0: those guys jacked up the school system too
1: yeah you got it they yeah. wanted to make people like not think for themselves yeah it was like a drone thing so
0: okay so if yeah. they jacked up the school systems what did they do
1: with Ugh. urine they, yeah, they well, it was everything about the petrochemical like revolution of drugs, and that every school that was doing natural therapies were just getting demolished by these guys, and they were showering this this money on any school and and lecturers that would favor the the drugs, and so naturally there was this huge departure, and this happened, and then then we just got indoctrinated with this, and and so like that kind of happened. Uh, And like, it wasn't a lot of cultures that are around today, uh, like, like, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, Indian, uh, and then Native American, Indian, Australian, Aboriginal, these, all these cultures were carrying this forward, all this information about urine therapy It went down thousands of years. It was so important. It was regarded. Urine wasn't regarded as a waste product. It was regarded as the gold of the blood, the elixir of youth, the, the sculpture of the fountain of youth of immortality was a, a little boy peeing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and like reference the Wake Forest study. If you were in the 20 to 40 year old age group, 75% of your ur- urine derived stem cells would produce telomerase positive activity, uh, which means the ability to lengthen a telomere, reverse aging, which which is to like reclaim youth. And if you were 50 and up, it was 59.2% of your urine derived stem cells could regenerate, reverse aging, turn back the clock.